We'll have to wait and see now, won't we? We'll address it in the episode. We will address it in the episode. It'll your reaction will be more legitimate when I'm like, I have a room at your mom's house. <laughs> it's pretty far away. It's literally. <laughs> I mean, why not just stay at my house? Howdy, this is Monday, March 6, 2017, and this is episode 38 of Do For A Win, the Atlantic City and Casino Bids podcast. I'm Kyle Askin, joined as always by Craig Stone. What's going on, Craig? Happy to have some good news to talk about for once. <laughs> yeah, no, it's a nice change of pace. Um, do you ever feel like we came into Atlantic City at like a really weird time? Podcast-wise or visiting-wise? Uh, Podcast-wise. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think... I think we did mention it pretty early on, but if we had come, if we'd started the podcast like a year earlier, well, if we'd started a year earlier, it would have been all about closings. It would have been like right at the end of 2014, which was <laughs> yeah. when all the closures happened. Yeah, that would have been really bad. But yeah. yeah, I mean, but at least that would have been, I mean, it would have been horrible, but it would have been sort of a lot of news and future of Atlantic City stuff rather than, like, state takeover and just kind of these properties sitting there with no plans for them, which is about when we came in, and that's been really weird. They had no plans for them, but we'll have to see. Maybe there are plans now. Maybe. So I was talking to my wife tonight, and she asked me a question, and I actually had no idea what the answer was, so let, let me run it by you. So she asked me, so who's more excited for your Atlantic City trip, you or Craig? Whoa. I mean, why would either of us be more excited than the other? Oh, come on. That's that's a cop-out answer. I would guess you, because it's been longer. That's... Uh, I also thought it was me, I think. I mean, even Megan said that she was sure that you were more outwardly excited, but... That's a personality thing. Yeah, I think... It, yeah, that's definitely a personality thing. Uh, I thought it was me, and that's what I told her, because I do like Atlantic City an awful lot. Yeah, I'm, I'll go with that. Just wanted to to see what your opinion on the matter was. Yeah, I'll go with you. I mean, that's not to say I'm not excited, but I'm going to go. I'm just going to stick with my answer that you. it's been longer for you, and and that's more exciting. Plus, you know, Budokan, which you're more excited for than I am. Yeah, I'm pretty excited. So uh, we can we can just kind of talk about this a little bit now before we get back to it at the end. But are, are we still going to go Friday or are we going to go Thursday now since you're Surprise, surprise, coming in on Thursday, which, again, we can talk more about, but... Oh, to Budokan? Yeah. Yeah, Budokan on Thursday. Yeah, all right. Because you're coming in on the boardwalk anyway, so... Yes, because you have to if you take the bus. Mm -hmm. The bus does not go to the marina. Um, Yeah, I mean, Thursday, my brother made the point that, you know, you knock the stuff out of the way that that you want to definitely get done to make sure it actually gets done. Yeah. So... I think that makes sense. Plus, it'll be less crowded. It's Thursday. I agree. Is Good. Paul all in for Budokan? Yeah, definitely. All right, cool. So we'll come back around and talk a bit more about our trip, but let's kind of plow through some news first. The first thing on our docket, Your which favorite. was certainly put there by you and not me, is that Pharaoh's Secret Temple is also at Harrah's, not just, uh, we said, Bally's and Trop last time. Yes. 
So I know you're excited. Uh, yeah, I'm super excited. So Snickers ninety nine poker on Twitter uh, tweeted that it will be, or that it already is at Harris. He was there uh, just last week and let us know that it is there. Daryl McEwen also posted on Twitter uh, that it is actually replacing quite a few of the Danger Arena games. So Bally's now is down to just two of the Danger Arena machines, and it's replaced some of them with the Sparrow's Secret Temple. So that's pretty much the update. We'll go. We'll try it. We'll have a more full review. Uh, at least I will. <laughs> <laughs> I expect you will play for five minutes. And uh, I, I played Danger Arena twice, and I felt like I, I learned what I needed to from those two games. And I'll probably do something similar with this. Yeah. So... So we'll what's, what's what your guess, Craig? Which property are you going to play it at? Oh, Valley's boy. probably, right? Uh, yeah. I mean, I could see myself ending up at Trop and playing there. Hmm. My guess would be Valley's. That you is, know, you just can't resist the Wild Wild West. I can't. Even I mean, when we're not having a meetup, you just gravitate there. I do find my way to it. It's also, like... It's the natural habitat, I feel like, of these game co games. If you had to pick a casino where they were going to be, it would be the Wild Wild West near the Boardwalk Saloon. So yeah. you have to get the purest, most you know, intended experience of the game. I feel, or else you're doing it wrong. So here's a kind of a, a bit of a an inside inside baseball talk, but. Uh, so last episode we talked about our, our histories and what kind of drew us to Atlantic City. And I know something for Craig that you can agree or disagree with what I'm about to say. Um, but I, I believe the the first time or one of the first times you went to Vegas when you were 21, you played some a, a, a slot machine named Damn Lumberjack Beavers, I believe at Monte Carlo, and you won a bunch of money, right? So it was not... I think it was the second time I was in... Well, it was the third time I was in Vegas, but the second time I was old enough to gamble. Uh-huh. Um, and I was probably... I don't know. I had already been going to Atlantic City, so I was like, you know, 26 or something. So it wasn't, mm-hmm. it wasn't that long ago. So basically, your story is complete trash, Kyle. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I need to check my sources. <laughs> yeah, check your sources. Uh, but, <laughs> Fake news. Uh, yeah, I did play a lot of Damn Lumberjack Beavers. I was actually there with my brother because he was there for a conference. He had a room and he was like, Hey, if you come out to Vegas, you can stay in my room. Cause that's the expensive part. Cause yeah. And then <laughs> I quickly realized that it's the, you know, the flights and the gambling and the food that are expensive. So, uh, well, that's, that's actually changing a, a little bit. I mean, I don't know if you've seen any of the Vegas news that has kind of come out about that, but about the hotel prices. Yeah. They're, they're kind of changing their business model to be yeah. more about just making money off the hotel and less relying on, food and and even more so less relying on gaming revenue but anyway yeah although our domestic airfare is insanely expensive right now so that's still a big (laughs) expense uh but yeah i did play i had a lot of time to myself so i played for some reason dm lumberjack beavers gravitated toward it it is i believe as you would say an assy slot (laughs) it's just terrible (laughs) um beavers who say the dumbest shit uh, in really annoying voices. It, it's awful. There are a lot and of bonus like games. Pin, pin up beavers and stuff, right? So anyway, anyway, it's it's an awful, awful slot machine. Oh, I love but it. My my question is: so for the longest time, the only ones that existed in Atlantic City 
were at the Wild Wild West. And I was just wondering how much of the fact that you love Wild Wild West is because of Dan Lumberjack Beavers, which is unfortunately no longer there. Almost none. And here's why. Because I've said this on the podcast. One thing that I love way too much is kitschy places that set up outdoor-looking facades inside. So you're inside and it looks like outside. Like New York, New York, and Paris? Like Yeah, like New York, New York, and Paris. Uh, and so I don't know why. I don't know if it's like, you know, Disney, we're going to Disney World as a kid or what. But I love it. I still love it. I'm annoyed that they're, like, toning it down at Wild Wild West. Like, there's no more Prospector, although he's really creepy near the end <laughs> of his tenure. Uh, but no, what I loved about Wild Wild West was the t- like insane kitschiness over the top Wild Wild West facade. I'm sad that there's the train tracks are not don't even look like train tracks anymore, and there's no more animatronics, and they're like they've painted over the colorful facade on the outside, and just they're screwing it up for me. And for Guthrie's what I love, is gone. Our favorite. Yeah, yeah. it's terrible. <laughs> All right. The mountain so. bar still does have a decent amount of that, I'll say. Like, yeah. But it's I mean, there's as, still plenty. It's it's still covered in horrible facades. So there's still that going but for it, it. But it feels like they're ashamed of it now rather than being really proud of it, which is what they should be. <laughs> I agree with that. I, I will agree with that. You feel like it's just only on the walls because they're too cheap to do something else with them. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Don't be ashamed. Show it. You should own that. Own it. Yeah, I guess th- there is no other place in Atlantic City like that, right? No. Not even close. Yeah, maybe Hard, maybe hard Rock will bring it. Maybe. Well, what are you it. talking about? I haven't heard anything about that. <laughs> Spoilers. <laughs> We've spoiled this news that literally everyone who listens to this podcast has already heard about already thought about. Yeah. So, getting to less interesting news first. Um, so, uh, believe it or not, there's a whole bunch of hijinks that have gone on at Revel slash 10, um, which I know is hard to believe for people who have been following along with the saga. But uh, so a, cu- a couple pieces of news came out in the last couple weeks. Uh, one, Glenn Straub is refusing to pay his his portion of the uh, new pilot kind of taxes that, you know, all the casinos ended up saying, yeah, we'll pay this kind of more flat rate and not pay property taxes. And he's essentially saying that he doesn't have a casino, so he's not going to pay his share of the pilot. Right, Craig? Is it basically it? Yeah, he's saying it's an abandoned building. It should be taxed like an abandoned building since it's not an operating casino hotel. Uh, Christian Hetrick from the Press of Atlantic City posted on Twitter that the law is very, very clear that if you own the building and you have it... um, I thought he said if you have a casino license, but that doesn't make any sense because obviously uh, Straub doesn't. But uh, the law is very clear and he, he it's going to be very hard for him to get out of this pilot. So we'll see what happens with that. Um, obviously, this he's going to say that this all plays into his argument that the state is messing with him. But uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, he said flat out, we are not going to pay them. So I guess he's in for yet another fight with the city and the state. Yeah, well, we'll have to wait and see. 
And uh, another piece of exciting news, exciting in quotes, uh, Robert Landino, uh, the guy who is ostensibly going to run the actual casino inside of Revel, allegedly, is under FBI investigation over some other developments he's done up in Connecticut, right? Do you want to talk a little bit about that? Yeah, so his company, Center Plan, was the developer for Dunkin' Donuts Park in Hartford, uh, which I think is a baseball stadium. And they are under FBI investigation for non-payment of contractors in the construction of that ballpark. So not a good look for a person who is presumably going to be heavily scrutinized by the state of New Jersey for a gambling license. So I don't know, I mean, both of both this and Straub refusing to pay Pilot, I think, does not bode well for any hopes of quick openings for 10, because I think it's going to be very hard for Landino and 10 to get a, a, a license while this is going on. But obviously Landino says this is totally meritless, um, but I just... I, I can't imagine New Jersey's going to be like, yeah, you're under federal investigation, but we'll still give you a temporary permit uh, unless they're really desperate to get this thing open. Yeah, that does not sound like the uh, the gaming regulation board in New Jersey at all. So there's one interesting element here, which is that Straub told reporters that his deal with Landino was contingent on Polo North, which is Straub's company, not needing a license. Which, since he's, it's been ruled... Clearly needs a license. Since yes. That's what they've said. So th- they've ruled that he does need a license, kind of hinting, hey, we can cancel this deal anytime. So this that would be just be able to back out. Yeah. So I don't know what's going to happen with that. Uh, I haven't heard anything about that since then. And this came out now over a week ago, I think. So this is not, you know, terribly new news. Um, but... We'll see. I mean, this is a, yeah, it's a week old and I haven't, we haven't heard anything since, but I guess with no real timetable for opening right now, there's not a ton of urgency, although you'd think they would be pushing to get it open. Uh, so I don't know. I mean, I think there's some other news that we've already spoiled that may not necessarily play into this news or play off of this news, but may have an impact on on Revel or 10 in the long term. So we can talk more about. Well, why don't we just get to get, get to that now? I mean, I I think the big news that, like you said, I'm sure everybody who's listening to this knows is that hard rock is buying, uh, the Taj Mahal from Carl icon. This is the East of the Mississippi hard rock. The one owned by the, uh, Seminole tribe down in Florida, not the West coast hard rock, which was the one who was trying to, by the Revel initially and actually entered into the contract before backing out and giving up their $10 million. Um, so all that's basically come out and you can correct me if I'm wrong, Craig, is that they're going to be spending $300 million between the purchase and renovating the Taj. Right. And we don't know like what actually was paid to Carl icon and what they're going to spend on renovations. Right. Yeah. So we, everything's been reported as a purchase and renovation deal uh, $300 million total. Uh, neither party is making it clear what the actual purchase price is that's being paid to Icon, like you said. Uh, Mayor Don Guardian actually mentioned a summer 2018 opening date, although I don't think anybody's confirmed that with Hard Rock itself. 
so, I mean, obviously this was huge news, pretty surprising, I think, to to all of us when it came out, although Mel Taylor from AC Primetime had, had hinted at it about a week ago um, with just sort of a headline that said something like hard rock buying Taj question <laughs> mark. Um, so, so he said he had some, uh, I guess unnamed sources or several sources saying that he, hard rock people were there kicking the tires and checking it out. And so he kind of hinted at that, but for a lot of us, I think this was a pretty big surprise and it's interesting. I mean, it's in partnership with Joseph Jingoli and son, who is a major construction player in Atlantic City. They're working with Stockton's uh, Stockton College's Atlantic City campus on the construction of that. So it seems like a pretty formidable team. I mean, Hard Rock obviously runs a bunch of casinos and all of the Hard Rock cafes. Uh, Jingoli and Son it has Atlantic City development experience, which is very important. And and that's two things that you can't say for Glenn Stroud, right? So, you know, he doesn't have casino experience and he doesn't have New Jersey and Atlantic City development experience. So if you're worried about the same kind of delays, those are certainly two things going in favor of Hard Rock. The one thing that I just want to point out is that in thinking back through from the time that Taj closed until now – some things became very clear uh, with this news um, and made it sort of clear that this has been in the works for a while. One of them is that uh, Carl Icahn willingly gave up the casino license. And I think at the time we sort of thought like, oh, well, this is because the state's pressuring him on that casino warehousing license warehousing bill and they were going to say he couldn't reopen for five years. And now it seems like, well, he knew he was going to sell it anyway. So why, you know, fight, fight a fight you don't need to fight. And the other thing is that Hard Rock Cafe um, stayed open at the Taj and celebrated a 20th anniversary after the Taj was closed with with very few patrons still going regularly to Hard Rock Cafe. And I think – I couldn't find the quote, but I'm pretty sure someone involved at the Hard Rock Cafe – and this is just terrible reporting because I couldn't find it – said something like, we're keeping the restaurant open for a reason, <laughs> right? And it's like, well, you know – what does that mean? I mean, they'd sort of hinted like, oh, there are a bunch of people who have jobs here, but like nobody keeps a restaurant open out of the goodness of their hearts. So now it's very, very clear why they kept the restaurant open because they were in the works to buy the place. And that's all very sort of interesting and had this sort of epiphany of like, oh, that's why all those things make sense when they sort of seem to not really make that much sense to begin with. Do you have anything else to add about any of that stuff? No, I mean, like like you said, it, it kind of makes a lot of sense when you think about it in retrospect. And, you know, the, just in general, there have been a lot of rumors, and it's something we've talked about a lot, if not on the air, off the air. You know, Hard Rock coming into Atlantic City, it's something that's been rumored over and over again, kind of throughout the last 10 or so years, maybe even more. So I think the rumors were very serious in the like 2010 area right. where they where they said they were going to do a development even though the economy was bad, uh, and they kind of right. had, had uh, that right. plan with the uh, the boutique hotel down right. near Stockton. Yeah, yeah, and something like 250 rooms, and then there would be expansion for another 600 or something like that. 
um, actually why that bill is in place where you can have a smaller hotel. But they and they were still claiming that they were going to do it while construction was on hold until Revel opened and, and totally flopped. And I think that when that happened, they were like, mm, this is not a market we want to get in right now in the middle of a recession. But it's cool that they kind of stuck with it and, and still came. So, and are supposedly here now and developing. I mean, obviously, this is pretty serious. It's not like rumors or anything. It's announced. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's, uh, this, I mean, it seems legit. So, um, yeah, cool. So, I mean, how how excited are you for this? I mean, on a one to ten scale, I'm I'm pretty excited. I mean, I I'm afraid to say ten because it seems so crazy, but it's hard not to look at this. I'm going to go ahead and say ten because it's hard not to look at this and say, like, man, here's a company that's a very well-respected casino operator. It's a huge entertainment company. It's a vibe of a, cas- a casino that has a vibe that is sort of a tra- sort of um, touched on by other places, but not really in the full spirit of hard rock. Like Tropicana, I think their their clubs kind of have a similar um, demographic that they're going for. And, I mean, really Revel, I think, with their clubs, hit that demographic pretty hard. But Hard Rock comes with that cachet. They come in as a very, very reputable company. And it's hard not to see them doing that and think like, man, this is going to send a message to a lot of developers that, hey, you know, Atlantic City is open for business. This is something you you should consider, especially if it opens and, and kicks ass and is really successful. What about you? What's your level at? Seven. Yeah, probably something like seven. I mean, so obviously it's a, it's a great thing that the space is going to be opened back up. Um, it's, you know, Hard Rock seems like a kind of a cool company to, to do it, though I will say I've never been to a Hard Rock International Casino. I do really like the Hard Rock in Las Vegas, but again, that's a totally separate company. So I don't know how much of, of that will carry over. Um so I can't speak firsthand about what Hard Rock International necessarily brings to the table as far as running the casino, though I do know they are uh, well-respected in the industry. Um, like I said, it, it is good that something is coming back into that Taj place and it doesn't just sit empty for years and years like you know, Atlantic Club or uh, Showboat to some extent have. Um, Trump Plaza. Trump Trump Plaza, (laughs) which we can talk about for two seconds here later. But um, (laughs) I mean, I guess I touched on this for just a second, but who does Hard Rock appeal to, right? Like who is the demographic that Hard Rock is going for? And are they taking away from current casinos? Or do you think that this is something that can really grow the gambling market in Atlantic City? It depends on how they do it, right? I mean, I think the thing that I've said all along is that the main problem with Atlantic City is that the casinos traditionally, and, and still to this day, I believe, really do look at it as, you know, their competition are the other casinos in Atlantic City, and then more recently kind of the other local casinos, in, be it in Philadelphia or, or Sands or wherever, Yonkers, you know, whatever. Um, 
But I, I really do think that if Atlantic City wants to kind of like turn it around a bit, like they need to start looking at it like the other casinos maybe bring something to the table and there's things they can work together and do and try to make Atlantic city as a whole, a more appealing place to try to come to. Because the thing I've always said is that, you know, look, there's so many people on the East coast and Atlantic city is so close to so many people as compared to Las Vegas, you know, whether you just look at the East coast or like, even if you go farther, like people who in Europe now would fly to Las Vegas to do something. and won't even think of Atlantic city though. It's something they've heard of because Atlantic city actually has a pretty wide, uh, you know, top of mind share, I guess, to use the, the kind of marketing term, uh, because it is well known because of the various shows and stuff that have been about it. So I, I think there's a lot of potential for it to, or for people to kind of come in and try to make Atlantic city as a whole better and try to improve the market for, all the casinos, but I think the most likely outcome is that this is just going to be bad for the other casinos. Yeah. I mean, I, the, the company that I think, or the casino that I think maybe gets hit the hardest is actually Bally's just because I think wild, wild west with boardwalk saloon and uh, mountain bar with the, the music venue they have there is attracting very much the crowd that hard rock seems to attract. And I say that, but keep in mind that that's basically mostly based on Hard Rock Las Vegas, <laughs> which is obviously not the same company. But I do think Hard Rock in general kind of has that, uh, you know, music, hip, big artist sort of get young people in the door uh, mission, if you will. And I think they're going to attract people who might have gone to boardwalk saloon or mountain bar to see a cover band because that was like the option <laughs> and are now like, Oh, I can actually go see one of two bigger name acts at hard rock. Um, if they've got multiple people playing at hard rock, because there are two, two theaters at Taj, a uh, bigger one is, is Edis arena. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right. I hope so. And then the smaller ones, the Xanadu Theater. I don't know if they're going to do any kind of, of expansion of those. Uh, the arena is 6,000 seats. I'm not sure what Xanadu seats, but uh, you know, you could certainly see them saying, oh, we need actually bigger than that. Although 6,000, I think, for AC is pretty good. <laughs> it sounds like quite a bit for AC. Yeah. So, so I think that that's one place that will be impacted. The other thing I think is interesting is uh, – showboat which has the house of blues theater which obviously is not open right now or the house of blues whatever you want to call it concert hall uh bart blatstein's hinted since before he even reopened the showboat that he's got big plans for that space and so to me house of blues and hard rock are going to be going after the same exact artists the same exact visitors and Maybe for Blatstein now, he's got some serious competition next door if he ever gets that thing open, which hasn't happened. So maybe he's not even worried about it. And and Blatstein has been saying all the right things about Hard Rock coming in. He's very, very excited to have uh, a neighbor next door that is running presumably a hip, cool joint that people are going to go out of their way to visit. Um, and that's one thing that I'll say is that uh, – Hard Rock, unlike 10, um, even if 10 is the biggest, nicest, newest property in Atlantic City, 
people will come out of their way because of the name Hard Rock. Like people will just say, hey, I want to check that out because it's Hard Rock. Uh, and it'll get some people into the city, whether they decide to ever come back again and actually grow the the market in Atlantic City. I don't know, but you know, part a big part of the marketing uh, to keep harping on the marketing is uh, getting people in to be just triers, like come in and try it and, and expose yourself to it and see if you like it. So that to me is exciting. Uh, I'm I'm rambling on for a long time here, but. Do you have any thoughts on sort of impact on other on other casinos? Did, did you already cover that? <laughs> I, I so you you are saying that the name Hard Rock will bring kind of people into Atlantic City that may not have otherwise come. Do you really believe that? I think when Hard Rock opens and advertises, presuming that they advertise as you know new Hard Rock casino, presumably with some big music acts. Uh, people who are in Philly and New York who are very close are going to go check it out. I don't think people are going to be coming from thousands of miles away. I don't think people who just want to play some table games and are now going to parks or to Harris Chester are going to say, oh, well, let's try this at Hard Rock. But I think people who are interested in sort of the nightlife and music that hard rock is kind of known for are going to check it out at least you know once and whether or not they continue to do it or not i think is going to be the big question you maybe skeptical I'm, i mean i don't know why it would be people go out of their way to see hard rock and they won't for you know whatever 10 turns out to be especially if it is branded as some some sort of a you know if if Lindstrom does make a deal with some other casino company that's actually known I mean, I think my point because is even just that, among. Go ahead, sorry. <laughs> I was just going to say my point is just that people know the name Hard Rock, so you've already got that brand positioning. Yeah, but so like, a lot of people go to like even the Las Vegas Strip, and like I said, even though they're different companies that aren't necessarily related, you know, it's still two two casinos called the Hard Rock. But like, how many people do you even think that have been to Las Vegas have been to the Hard Rock Casino there? Because it's like it's not right on the Strip. It's very small. I mean, I'd say the vast majority of people who have not even been to that casino. Yeah, but that's not necessarily saying the same thing as what I'm saying. Like, So you're just saying that the fact that they're a restaurant is what matters, or they're kind of a brand outside of a gambling brand. Yeah, I mean, I, and, and... So it's I think, not because they're a gaming brand. Right, and in Las Vegas, and again, it's a mistake probably to, <laughs> to uh, put too much of my argument on Las Vegas, but... They are known for a crazy, crazy day, whatever they call it, day club, pool club during the day. Rehab. Yeah, and and big name bands at night and kind of this place where young people go to hang out and have a good time more than, say, you know, Bellagio or something. I mean, Bellagio mm-hmm. certainly makes way more money, <laughs> but... I think there's a demographic right now that maybe is not going to Atlantic City because they're going to places in Philly and in New York that cater to them. Who's going to see this and say, hey, let's give it a shot. It's close. Let's do it. That might be true. And especially if they do get big music accent, I I think that is something that they could help. Because I I will say that 
a lot of the people who have been to hard rock in Las Vegas probably is for the music acts. Cause they do legitimately have very, very large well-known acts at that casino. So it's possible. Yeah. So we'll see. I mean, we'll see what happens with who they get. I'm, pre- I'm assuming based on no actual knowledge that they're going to open with some huge music act and get people excited about it. But I think part of my trepidation too, is that, that space is just so humongous and I don't know how they're going to get kind of like that hard rock look and feel into a space like that. Yeah. I mean, it feels like it wants to be hosting giant conventions and, and things like right. that. <laughs> it does not feel like the hard rock in Vegas as an example at all. Right. It's Which just is, feels very small. Yes. I mean, it is very small. Yeah. Which I like, I mean, it's nice. It does uses its space extremely well. Um, but I mean, if for $300 million purchase and renovation price, that leaves a lot of money for renovation. So it'll be interesting to see. So, so what would your guess be for how much of that is renovation? So a wild guess. Well, it's not a wild guess because route 40, uh, made a post about sort of expected valuations of the Taj Mahal. And I think they came up with something in the 80 to hundred million dollar range. Um, that sounds about right to me. I would guess that it's around 100. And is what they paid. Uh I wouldn't be surprised if it's less. I think the 100 was for both Plaza and Taj was was that valuation, but I, I could be remembering wrong. I, I wouldn't be surprised if it's in like the 70 to 80 range and that I mean that still leaves a ton of money for innovation like that's just a huge renovation budget but like you said it's a huge property it's a huge property and it needs so much work and that's even just to get it to like looking like a nice casino and like how much work needs to be on top of that to make it look like a hard rock and that's just like a big nice-ish casino yeah and when you start filling out that space it's going to start eating up that money real quick because it's so much space so in, and, and I mean I, Right, like the main gaming floor, like how big is that room? It's huge, right? Yeah, and it looks, I mean, it it looks, it's very ornate, and I thought it was an interesting room. I know you hated it. I, I hated it. Those like gigantic chandeliers, I thought they were awful. But like, they just can't be there in a hard rock, right? It does not look like hard rock. Uh, no. I mean, 10 looks more like hard rock say, than... Say what you will, kind of like the style of a Donald Trump and the style of like a hard rock, they are like not... There's no congruence there at all. <laughs> yeah, there is no overlap. I could, I could, the weird thing is, like, I could actually see the out, the exterior, the sort of Taj. Yeah, no, that's that's pretty cool. I think yeah. that makes sense. That the interior, not at all. Especially with the whole hard rock, you know, whatever, love all, serve all, or whatever their slogan is. Um, I think that sort of fits, although the Taj Mahal in reality is like a mausoleum, right? <laughs> so, um, but I think it does sort of fit hard rocks vibe but the interior is just like totally ordinate and not hard rock at all and they're gonna have to gut the thing um and there's sort of hints of like it's mostly structurally sound right like like they don't need to demolish anything but like it's gonna need a lot of work so i guess we'll see exactly what they start pumping money into what i really hope they don't do is you know put up a plaster wall and say like this area is off limits. Like we just didn't have money to renovate this. So <laughs> nothing to see behind this wall kind of thing. Um, but I, I, I doubt that that will happen with the kind of money that they're talking about. Yeah. I don't think that would make a lot of sense. I mean, hopefully they come in and get everything right. And things are as 
seamless as one can hope to expect in a place like Atlantic City. And they don't end up making it some big debacle like the showboat or like the Revel. So one thing that uh, I sort of touched on was the impact on Bart Blatstein, who's very positive. And we've talked a lot about Blatstein, the potential that he's just like hoarding land and hoping for this rising tide that, that increases the value of all his holdings. If that's his strategy, he looks like a genius right now, right? I mean, like this is going to raise the value of what's around. Showboat is connected to the Hard Rock, to the Hard Rock. I'm only I can't call Revel 10 like a year after they announced that name, but I'm already calling the Taj Hard Rock a week after they've announced that purchase. <laughs> Um, but they are connected by a, a walkway. Uh, it's going to bring a lot of foot traffic to that end of the boardwalk, which it currently does not have. Um, so I definitely think this is a good thing for Blatstein. I'm, I'm more skeptical of whether or not it's a good thing for, for 10. Cause I think it's direct competition for, for what they're trying to get. Uh, and, they just presumably have their shit together more than, than Straub does. So I don't know that it's the best thing, although you could certainly argue that just anything that shifts people up the boardwalk or even brings people to the boardwalk, because that's obviously the marina does very well, uh, is good for everything on the boardwalk. I don't know if you agree with that or disagree. I, I don't necessarily agree. I mean, most people aren't walking from from Rebel to Caesars, let's say. But I think walking from Rebel to Hard Rock makes a lot of sense. I mean, because it's, it's right there. So the first question that's sort of been the obvious question that a bunch of people have asked in our Facebook group, Eric posted a poll in our Facebook group, Nicholas Huba uh, posted a poll on Twitter. Which opens first, 10 or Hard Rock? 10. So you're sticking with 10. I know last episode we said June 1st over under <laughs> and you said under. So if you're, sucker. if you're sticking with under, then you're definitely saying 10 because by a year. <laughs> um, I'm also sticking with 10 because uh, – go ahead. So, so here, here I think is the more interesting question. What kind of opens first, the hard rock or whatever the next phase of the showboat is? That's – a really good question because because I think those two things are related. Like I th I think Straub is in his own world. I think it's totally unrelated to whatever happens at Hard Rock. He's going to do what he's going to do. He's going to open it or he is not. Uh, I could totally see Blatstein sitting on Showboat as it is and saying, "Let's see what kind of foot traffic we get. Let's see how Hard Rock does, and then I'll see if I can you know glom off of that a little bit and." Uh, and sort of take some cues from them um, because his, he holds so much of the land around there. Now he has the, the garden pier, he has the volleyball courts. So he has a lot of options. And so if that end of the boardwalk becomes more of an enticing place to be than it is right now, which is not very enticing, um, then it's going to be great for him. And it's going to be, so, so I wouldn't be surprised if he kind of stands pat until then, it would be disappointing because it would be another year and a f another full summer of not much action at Showboat. Um, I don't know. What do you think? Do you think he that's just crazy, another Craig conspiracy theory or <laughs> what? I mean, here's the thing. We can only kind of judge people on what we can see 
And as far as I can tell, like, what has Bart Blatstein done? Basically nothing, right? Bought stuff. He's bought stuff. He's opened the hotel up, but it's like a skeleton crew and they're working. Like, there's nothing in there. There's, what, one restaurant still or something, and that is it. Yeah. I mean, say what you will about Glenn Straub and all the issues he's facing and how much of that is self-inflicted versus not. But, like, I earnestly believe in my heart, like, Glenn Straub really actually wants to open a casino there. And he's just kind of trying to do it his way and save as much money as he can and stuff like that. Whereas if you look at Bart Blatstein, like I haven't seen anything that says that he's like earnestly trying to do something with any of this property that he owns. Yeah. I mean, it's hard to disagree. I I mean, I was really excited for like T street and his plans, his announced plans for the playground. And then it was all done totally on the cheap. And like the hours were limited as soon as it sort of opened and didn't really happen much. I don't know if that Riviera beer garden is even open right now. I mean, I don't even know how you'd find out. Like it's always closed. You can't even get back there. So that kind of stuff is, does I mean, not inspire it, much confidence. It could be something that's open during the summer only, but yeah, I mean, it's, but you're right. I mean, you can only judge based on what he's done, and he's been there now for a while, and and not a whole lot has happened. But right. uh, I guess my other question for you is: Come summer 2018, if Hard Rock and Ten are open, and hopefully Showboat is more than what Showboat is now. Does it actually end up shifting your focus more from the middle of the boardwalk, the CET properties, Bally's Wild Wild with Caesars, to this northeast part of the boardwalk where it's 10 hard rock resorts uh, and whatever else gets developed around there? Uh, what do you think? Yes. I mean, wouldn't you say that when we were going kind of in the 2013, 2014 era, our, our focus already was more up there than the middle of the boardwalk. Well, so I, I always sort of think, well, my focus has always been Bally's wild, wild west Caesars, but that's but not when true. We were started, right. we, there was a while that we were just staying a showboat and going to revel all the time, every trip, right? Yeah, certainly at the very least our last two, if not three trips before showboat closed, it was stay at showboat, go to Revel, maybe pop down to Valley Caesars Wild Wild West for a little bit, um, or maybe pop over to Borgata. So you're right. Yeah, it was absolutely what got us our sort of our, our home area. Um, and to me, like, that would be a lot of variety in a small place. Ten sort of, like, high roller, nice, fancy, newest, sleekest area Hard rock, more of a party vibe, presumably. And then resorts, which, you know, we also very much like resorts. And so if if resorts had other options right around it, I could totally see myself saying, dude, let's stay at resorts. Let's get our comps at resorts, go there, stay there, play there a little bit, and just pop to the other two or three properties that are right around there. Um, I mean, I actually think it would take it would make the marina significantly less enticing to me, which is weird because, you know, the marina right now is sort of dominating, right? I don't know. Do you feel that way at all? You are, you're already sort of like off of Borgata, so I don't know if you have much love for the marina right now at all. 
Uh, yeah, I'm kind of off the marina in a lot of ways. I mean, we've I always been said, boardwalk focused. But... I would have said right after Showboat closed, I was all in on the marina. Right? Like, we were, we stayed at Harris a couple times in a row after that, I think. And we're spending a lot of time at Borg and a lot of time at Harris. But, yeah, I'm kind of off it again. Yeah, it's weird. I mean, it's funny because... Even from the start of the podcast, I think we've had kind of mood swings about where our favorite places are. Um, and just within the last month, I mean, certainly since the start of 2017, going from saying like Borgata, best of everything, to now sort of being very nervous about the future of Borgata and, you know, do we even really want to give them a ton of play, uh, <laughs> which we'll talk about in a few minutes. But, um, yeah, I mean, it's interesting. So this sort of pie-in-the-sky vision of, of a really good new tin and an awesome hard rock and resorts kind of hanging out as resorts, which is still a, a fun property. <laughs> cool. I mean, yeah, totally fine. I'm totally fine with that. But uh, yeah, I, th- I think it would absolutely – I mean, I would go out of my way to stay there. Like I would – I would pay more to stay in that area than I would if I was getting like a cheaper room at Bally's or Harrah's. I would pay more to stay at like Hard Rock or, well, 10. Probably not pay more to stay at resorts. (laughs) Right. It has been kind of crazy though. Like when I think about my, my, all my time in Atlantic City, just how it's been. When I first started going from 2005 to 2007 before I moved to Arizona, I was basically only ever did anything uh some in the borgata but it was all south boardwalk right that was everything i did was was uh the hilton and the tropicana uh with like i said we'd do some some trips to borgata from there but but that was it and then when i kind of came back uh from arizona in 2009 for a couple years it was all valleys and caesars I mean, that was like when you first started going, that was the only place we would stay basically. Right. Yep. And then, like I said, we, we kind of ended up moving to the top of the boardwalk after that because we stayed at showboat like two or three or four times in a row right before that closed. And then it went to the Marina. So we've kind of been, or at least I've been everywhere in terms of kind of what my area of Atlantic city has been. But right, right now I'm, you know, I've, stayed in resorts my last time there and it was something i've I've been trying to do this time as well so uh, i definitely could see myself going back up to the top part of the boardwalk so one last note at least for me on this is that it's funny that you you mentioned this movement around because i think that's sort of a natural thing that happens in vegas also um where it's like oh i used to stay down in mgm luxor area now i moved up to caesar's mirage Bellagio and then further up to city center and then further up to, uh, that is not the correct order of the properties, but that's fine. City center is definitely South of Bellagio Mirage Caesars. Yes, you're right. Um, significantly, (laughs) (laughs) uh, I, I switched sides on my walk down the strip. Um, my (laughs) wife will tell you I have the worst sense of direction ever, but, uh, and then, you know, you get really old and then you end up downtown. But, mm. you know, that's over the course of like 30 years. <laughs> and this is over the course of like five. <laughs> right. So it's kind of interesting. I mean, things change in Atlantic City a lot. And, and it's interesting. It's been interesting to follow it. Uh, yeah, it's, it's cool. And I, I, I do look forward to kind of what's going to end up coming in in, in both uh, 10 and at Hard Rock. 
and and a showboat, honestly. Yeah, I mean, certainly more excitement about a couple of those than than one of them. <laughs> I, I we'll let you guess say which one. That, that once things actually start happening up there, uh, I assume that Bark Blatstein will start doing stuff, but who, who knows? Like I said, based on everything that we've seen so far, uh, um, we'll just have to wait and see. Yeah, I just feel like he has to. Yeah, uh, at some point it just becomes too profitable, kind of not to. Yeah. Uh, should we talk about our trip? Sure. Do we want to just mention real quick, we don't have to say anything about it, that uh, there's also been some talk about uh, Carl Icahn demolishing Trump Plaza, and you know that would open up the possibility of something else being there. Um, kind of one little hiccup that's come up is that Boardwalk Hall, a lot of the the HVAC for it kind of goes through Trump Plaza right now. So that's you know something that would cost millions of dollars to move the pipes. And so uh, it, it's just something they brought up that, you know, obviously the plaza just has so many issues, both structural and uh, cosmetic, that it's honestly probably something that does make sense to demolish. I don't know if you disagree with that. No, I would have disagreed be- a week ago <laughs> because I think the location's so good. It has serious structural issues, I think. I, I um, think it has. Uh, yeah, I, I think the it's not like only cosmetic issues there. I think there are actual structural issues with the, with the Trump lava. Um, yeah. And I also think, you know, if you figure both 10 and hard rock are going to open and get Atlantic city back to nine casinos and potentially showboat, maybe we'll add a casino and make it 10. Although I don't know if we'll ever get back to 10 casinos. Um, it doesn't make any sense. Like Plaza is not going to open as a casino. So you might as well tear the thing down. <laughs> um, but if do you have any, you know, pie in the sky ideas about what what would be good there if you could, you know, wave a magic wand and, and put something in that place? <laughs> Is there anything you'd want to put there or, or what? Well, I don't know if you've ever seen our icon, but it it would be a great place for the the do for a win world headquarters. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I like it. Um, yeah, I mean the the sort of more natural uh, suggestion I saw, I think, in our Facebook group was just expanding the walk, like expanding the outlets all the way to the boardwalk. Um, right now, you kind of have to walk a couple pretty long avenues to get there, and if you extended it right to the boardwalk, I, it would be great for the outlets. I mean, it would be right there. It would be huge advertising. Yeah, it make it make perfect sense. And even if you didn't have like outlets per se there, if you just had kind of restaurants, which are you know, I don't know for for people who have kind of followed retail development over the last twenty, or between ten and twenty years. Like a, a big change has been, uh, you know, traditionally when you look at shopping malls, which the outlets aren't exactly a shopping mall, but they're something similar in the same vein of of retail. You know, the big change in shopping mall malls shopping centers have been the kind of uh, anchor tenant has traditionally been like stores like. Sears, Macy's, Hex, like these big department stores. But um, sometime, you know, 10, 15 years ago, it, it changed and it's become restaurants have become the anchor tenants for these malls. And it's what really kind of keeps them in business. And I, I think it would make a lot of sense for there to be kind of the, the, the outlets to extend, but it to be restaurants there. Yeah, especially if you could do outdoor dining overlooking the boardwalk, you know. Yeah. I mean that would be an awesome thing to to have on a on a nice kind of summer day. Yeah, and it's something that's kind of lacking I think 
on the boardwalk. I mean, some of the casino hotels certainly have, you know, Capriccio overlooks the boardwalk in resorts. Uh, Olan in Trop now is going to have outdoor seating, it looks like. There's a couple other sort of like bar restaurant places on the boardwalk, but there's there's sort of a, a lack of nice-ish, uh, <laughs> you know, restaurants on the boardwalk that kind of have this nice beach atmosphere of like, oh, you're you're at the beach, you're overlooking the ocean. You're obviously forgetting about Rainforest Cafe, Craig. Well, and, and the pier, <laughs> right? <laughs> I'm forgetting about Continental and Budokan. <laughs> right. Uh, but Well, neither of them necessarily look out over, I mean... They're on the water. <laughs> kind of do. But, um, but I mean, the yeah. Caesar's but, Diamond Lounge has a nice boardwalk for you. It does. Uh, yeah, we should get Diamond again and go hang out there. <laughs> we should get Diamond again. <laughs> Are you t- trying to tell me something? <laughs> Apparently. Um, so, yeah, I think that's. I think that would be awesome. I, I don't know about this HVAC hurdle because it seems like it's a tough one. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I don't know. We'll see what we'll see what happens. I don't think we need to talk more about it. I think we can get to our trip now. Yeah, let's do it. So the big change is that I have swapped my or not swapped my plans, but extended my plans, uh, and I will now be going Thursday evening instead of Friday in midday. So I will get there earlyish in the evening, probably in the five thirty to six thirty range. Um, I will now be staying at Borgata both nights instead of just Friday night. So that's exciting. So I'll get not just the Borgata experience, but the two night Borgata experience. Uh, so I am excited about that. Uh, what about you? Do you have a room yet? No. I'm so not I shocked. called resorts again today and they again told me that they have no weekend availability at all in even March. Friday. Not yeah. I, I mean, mean, even Thursday. I mean, of this, um, they probably. I didn't even ask about Thursday because I uh, assumed they would have it, but uh, okay. I just asked if they had a room on Friday. So uh, they said no. So, uh, what the thing that I said ooh about right before the episode is I checked my Caesars rates and I have comp everywhere. So oh, for Friday, yeah, Thursday, nice. or Friday, cool. So so that is a possibility. I may try calling resorts one more time after we get off the air. Um. Although, I don't know. Would I rather stay at resorts or just stay at Caesars or Valleys? Or Harrah's, honestly, because you're staying in uh, Oh, yeah, that's true. I mean, if you, get a nice, if you get a nice room at at Harrah's, that might be a good option, although. They have, uh, I'd like to kind of see, is it the Bayview rooms they just renovated? Yeah. So if Could that's be worth option, it. Yeah. Uh I mean, I, we do have stuff we want to do on the boardwalk, but that doesn't. Right, it seems like we're going to be on the boardwalk a lot more than in the marina this trip. But well, it's, I don't know that that's true. If we're if we're staying at Borgata, if you certainly if you end up staying at Harris, uh, yeah, true, we would spend more time. Well, in I, I mean, because the things we're going to do, we're obviously going to be spend a lot of Thursday night or all of Thursday night probably on the boardwalk, or at least the beginning of Thursday night. Um, then at some point we said we also wanted to maybe do Irish pub and or piccolilli, right? Yeah. So also on the boardwalk, I guess that's it. I guess that's all that we're, we're down for. Yeah. I mean, my brother wants to check out Tropicana. I wouldn't mind going and checking out. Oh, has he never been? The new restaurants. No, he's never been. Yeah. I have a feeling he's not going to love it, (laughs) but Uh, I guess we'll see. Actually, I mean, it's fairly nice. He might not. I mean, I don't know. Yeah, it's got its charms. I like it. I okay. like it more than you do. 
Yeah, you, you <laughs> like it. I really don't. I mean, I also have comps at Trop. I go to try calling them, but... It's not your favorite. No, I mean, so here's the thing. Like, just thinking about it from a podcast and experience perspective is that it would be interesting to go to somewhere like Trop and, and do the $20 trick and see, like, you know, then I might get, like, a Havana room or something like that and really get to see, like, hey, is this, like, the nicest kind of regular room they have? Like, is this worth staying in? Because, like I said, last time I had, like, the West Tower. I don't know. I had whatever yeah. their crappiest, oldest tower was, and it was pretty awful. So, <laughs> I mean, my understanding is that they don't really have any crappy old towers anymore because I think they've renovated just about everything. I still think there's a tower that's crappy. It, here's the thing about Atlantic City is, uh, I don't know, someone, like, people always come on and talk about, like, hey, like, I stayed in, whatever, the base level room at this casino hotel, and it, like, really wasn't great. Like, what's a better place to stay? But with the exception of Borgata, like, every single hotel's base level room, like, it's not great. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Right. Like, you know, even like, you know, the nicest, next nicest casino Caesars, like the Temple Tower is what their base room is. Yeah, so not good. No. <laughs> right. Obviously, the Dennis Tower, Bally's Tower, not great. Like the not renovated Ocean Tower rooms at resorts, like very not nice. Like whatever crappy room I stayed in Tropicana last time is like not good. Um, we've obviously talked about some of our Harris experiences in episode <laughs> one of the Dude for a win yeah. podcast, which they just refuse to update those rooms, but, and we've still never stayed in, in a gold nugget, which we should fix. But so I, I actually, I think I told you this on, on G chat. I looked into just staying in the nugget on Thursday night. Cause I don't have really have a play history there. And Friday night would be way, way too expensive. But even Thursday night was like $90 or something like that before resort fees. So I was just like, eh, that's not going to happen. No, that's not worth it. That's um, not what I'm doing on a Thursday night. So do you have any leanings any which way as far as CET properties? Or would you really prefer resorts if resorts is an option? Well, here's the thing with resorts is, you know, I've obviously seen what the renovated Ocean Tower rooms look like. And they're quite nice i'd say i've seen what an unrenovated ocean tower room looks like and it's incredibly shitty <laughs> um they do have the other tower which i believe is the rendezvous tower i've never stayed there so that could be a possibility um i don't actually know if i've ever stayed in any of the bally's rooms now because i think the only time we've ever stayed bally's we stayed in the claridge yes that's correct so I've neither stayed in Dennis Tower nor Bally's Tower rooms. Well, I've heard their non-renovated Bally's Tower rooms are garbage. Yeah. Uh, so Dennis Tower could be the better option. Yeah, although I've heard negative things about Dennis Tower also. <laughs> right. I mean, it's old. It's crazy old. But the well, renov- here's the other thing. I could get I could get Caesars, and so just I've every time I've ever checked into Caesars, I've never asked for an upgrade because I usually end up booking Temple Tower, and they just move me to Centurion. I, I could end up asking to be put in the ocean tower just to see what that's like, but who knows if they'll do it or not. Right. Uh, so here's a suggestion that I know you're not going to take. <laughs> you should book one of the Caesars properties now, mm-hmm. knowing that you can just cancel it. If that you I get a result. It. I mean, you, well, the thing is you've got to cancel by tomorrow at 4 PM or something. So is, <laughs> How much does that really buy you? Oh, isn't it? When, oh, yeah, yeah, because I'm checking on Thursday. Yeah, it's 48 yeah. hours, I think. Yeah. So it doesn't really buy you a whole lot of time. It buys you, like, one call to resorts. <laughs> but it does lock in comp, and those room rates change. 
yeah. really regularly. So it's something to consider. Yeah, I should probably do that. I mean, I could also just stay at, at a TR property. Right. And pay the $32 resort fee. It's such an expensive resort fee. It's it's somehow extra annoying when you're comped and then it's like you're going to get a bill for $64. Yeah. You're just like, oh, God. Yeah. So I don't, I don't know what I'm going to do yet. So by the time you all are listening to this, though, I will have a room booked. I might just stay in a CET property. So, what do you do? You, would you prefer that I stay in Harris? So we're like, I, you know, we can walk to each other's hotel. Uh, I don't think I have a strong preference. I don't because in the marina, like, you're, it's not like the boardwalk where it's just like super easy walking distance anyway, right? It, so it's, I've walked many times from Harris to Borgata, so I'm not. I wouldn't be concerned about it. I will say maybe at night it's probably a little sketchy on that path yeah i wouldn't walk it (laughs) i would but uh anyway enough about kind of the room stuff uh it's something i will figure out and like i said by the time you all listen to it i will have a room booked cool uh so really quickly we know we're doing budokan thursday uh any any place else restaurant wise that you want to go out of your way to go i'd like to go to Iron Room a lot, I think. Oh, well, let's do it. We should plan on that because Paul really wants to go. And especially because it's restaurant week, so. Yeah, we should do it. We should plan on doing that Saturday. Saturday? <laughs> Our weird pre-weekend weekends always fuck me up. Um, so Because Friday? Friday becomes Saturday oh, and Thursday yeah. becomes Friday. Okay. Yes, we should uh, do it Friday. You know what like I'm talking Saturday. about. Saturday, that's weird. Yeah, Friday. Friday. Yeah. I do this literally every podcast. I, I think I typically edit it out, but I always mess up the like Thursday is Friday and, and Friday is Saturday thing. But <laughs> nobody so needs to know that's about that. That's something that that I'd like to do. I mean, and obviously, I feel like the owner of Iron Room, who I still don't know his name, he comes up a lot because he's someone who's actually kind of doing stuff in Atlantic City and getting stuff off the ground, unlike some of the other larger developers we talk about who <laughs> may not necessarily be making a good faith effort to make things better. So, yeah, I, I like that. I like that. I think that would, it would make for sort of a fancy dining weekend between Iron Room and uh yeah. I mean, but, it's even something we could just go for lunch and get like the whatever. It's like the $15 restaurant week menu or whatever yeah assuming they're participating i don't know i haven't checked to see if they're participating in the lunch portion 99 percent sure that well that's true i don't know if some are only participating in dinner or whatever yeah they're definitely doing restaurant week um Mm. yeah i like that idea uh we talked about some other places irish pub pick lilies i liked wing craft when i went but uh we're running out of i don't i don't want to eat either at irish pub or pick lilies i will say that i will have a beer but the wings at Piccolilies are supposed to be legendary. Are they? Yeah. All right, I'll eat some wings. <laughs> uh, it's not like a meal, though, right? Right. Tony's Baltimore Grill. Oh, we could do Tony's. We could. So good. Uh, informal meetup Thursday night. Is that what's happening? Yeah, it sounds like it. So, so Eric and Han are going to be in town, right? Seems like it. That was decided before I had decided to come Thursday and, and played into my decision maybe they'll hear this and say oh shit i didn't realize craig was going to be there and cancel but <laughs> i just wanted to um, hang out with yeah. with paul and kyle yeah i didn't want some jerk talking my ear off for yeah. two and a half hours <laughs> i'd rather just sit in silence at a at a pie cow table <laughs> <laughs> uh 
Uh, I can I can respect that if you'd rather sit in silence than listen to me talk. Although it'd be very weird if you listened to the podcast and that was the way you felt. I listened to the podcast and that's how I feel. <laughs> <laughs> you bastard. <laughs> uh, now I'm just sad. So, so informal meetup Thursday night. Uh, we will. We have no plans for where anything's going to happen, but we'll certainly tweet where we'll be. Uh, now we have much more time with where we'll, we'll, we will both be there. So we'll tweet where we are throughout starting Thursday, whenever we get there and kind of going all the way through certainly Friday night, maybe not Saturday morning. Cause I think you're getting out of there. Yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to probably get out pretty early. So I'll, I'll probably get out uh, like maybe right after lunch or something like that. Or if we end up having a late night on Friday, just after breakfast, then if it's a late breakfast, yeah. Yeah, I'll probably stay a little later, but not much. Like I'll probably get out. Well then then again, I'm I'm gonna get in a lot earlier than you on, on Thursday. I'll probably sure. be in at noon or so. I'm gonna as soon as traffic clears up in Baltimore, I'm gonna get the road and get out of there. Nice. Uh so yeah, follow our Twitter, it's at do for a win and and see where we're gonna be and come say hi if you're in the area. We definitely love to meet up with anybody and, and talk to you about Atlantic City, grab a drink, mm-hmm. play some Pi Gao poker, Pi Gao tiles, craps, blackjack. Maybe not so much like, you know, Ultimate Texas Hold'em or Let It Ride, but... <laughs> I'll, I'll play. If if you are a listener and you just love playing Let It Ride or Caribbean Stud, I'll, I'll sit down and play with you a little bit. I'll watch. Did you... I, you know that Let It Ride was like one of the first, you know, like the first time I like saddled up to a, a table as a whatever 18-year-old that was in Turning Stone. They had the Let It Ride table and I won a bunch of money. So nice. I have a soft spot. But then every time after that, I just buy in for a hundred dollars and lose 10 hands in a row and then i'm like this this game sucks <laughs> i've literally never played it it's i feel like that's a good, good decision you're not really missing out on anything but i did win a lot of money the first time i played it which cost me a lot more money in the long run than if i had just <laughs> lost yeah that that's how that works uh anything else about our trip before we get yeah, out of here anything else about anything no i mean we've covered it i think excited about hard rock excited to go to atlantic city super excited to go to atlantic city yeah, let's do it. It's always it's always good. Yeah, I'm glad it's a two night trip. I mean, it really feels like a longer trip. It's just, it's like, just better, man. It really is. It, I get to take two days off work too. Oh, that's yeah. so nice. And I'm, I'm only taking a day and a half, but yeah, you're you fun. just settle in more. You know, that extra night, you just settle in more. Are you excited about staying in the Borgata? Yeah, I'm really excited because I haven't done it, obviously. But I, I think I stayed in Philadelphia. I guess two weeks ago or something last week, two weeks ago. And it really made me appreciate staying in a really nice hotel. Cause we stayed in a sofa hotel and just the experience was excellent. And the service was very, very good. And it's like, Oh, this is what a really nice hotel is supposed to be like. So it'll be interesting to see how Borgata rivals that. Even I, who is the ultimate in gringiness when there's, legitimately like impeccable service it, it really does make it such a huge difference and that's part of the reason that i love docs so much is that i feel like when we went like the service was just like on point the entire night and that's just something that's so rare whereas if you want to compare it to like a very bad expensive dinner experience that i've had and then this is like way more expensive than docs is which is because docs is not horribly expensive when we went to Nero in Las Vegas <laughs> like that was a very expensive meal and the service was legit horrible yeah, I mean, it didn't help that we had 19 people. 
Like, I don't yeah. know. I mean, I it was still a three-hour even... dinner, and not yeah. three hours because we were chatting, just three hours because that's how long it took. Yeah. Yep. True. Was bad. Well, there's... Very bad. Well, we can relive it if we can get about 15 more people to Nero's in Caesars, <laughs> Atlantic City. Caesar Nero's in Vegas is closed, but we can yeah. still make this happen in Atlantic City. Nero's in Atlantic City had a lot better reputation than the one in Las Vegas did, too. It did. If you looked at the reviews and stuff before it closed, it was not very well thought of. No, and rightfully. <laughs> and people kind of like the one in Atlantic City, I think. Though I've heard some kind of mixed stuff on the Facebook group and stuff. But Yeah, recently we've seen, I think, two kind of negative reviews. Have you eaten there in Atlantic City? No, no. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I, after the Vegas experience, that wasn't going to happen. I mean, I yeah, that's true. What turned ex- you off the Nero's brand forever? And and what like expensive restaurants have I actually eaten at in Atlantic City other than Docs? None of them. I don't think. Docs isn't even really expensive though. Right? I mean, yeah, I mean, but as far as like in that class, is Docs really more expensive than like Izakaya? Like, no, I don't think so. Yeah, right? yeah, it is. Izakaya was like I was shocked at the price of Izakaya. It was like less than hundred dollars for two people. I think I feel like when we went to Docs, it was not. I think it was around there too. Uh, well, I don't know. Did I do it I wrong? Speak to that. I feel like my meal was like third between thirty and thirty-five at Docs. Mm. Wine? Did you do wine when you went to Docs? No, because I don't see. Because have I, you ever seen me do wine anywhere for anything? No, but I had a glass of beer. I'm sure. Izakaya was a, was like a hundred dollars with tax and tip and wine. Mm. So that to me is like pretty good. Anyway, uh, I think I think we've kind of blabbed on long enough. Unless you have anything else to say, um, just that I like to blab on. Yeah. All right, keep going. No, we're good. Let's finish the thing out. <laughs> you need you need to go play your Nintendo Switch. I need to go plug in my Nintendo Switch. It's still in the box, and then play it. And then yeah, maybe. <laughs> or just watch it. Just stare at it. Like ooh, look at it. Yeah. All right. Anyway. Um, if you'd like to chat with us about anything or any chat with any of our other listeners or people who really love Atlantic city and gambling, you can join our Facebook group at facebook.com slash group slash do for a win. Uh, you can find all of our other in quotes content at do for Uh, you can find our podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, Google play and tune in radio as of last episode. Thanks to Greg. Um, just search for do for a win or Atlantic city on any of those. And you can reach out to us at on Twitter at do for a win or send questions to do for a win at gmail.com. Uh, any last thoughts? No, just excited. Only three days until we're in AC and excited to meet up with anybody who's in town. Yeah. If you're, if you're in town, uh, Thursday or Friday, definitely reach out to us. We'd love to meet up with you and, uh, we'll probably be back, uh, maybe sometime end of next week with a trip report. You think? Yeah, I think that's a good plan. All right, so we'll we'll talk to you all in about a week and a half unless we see you at the tables in Atlantic City. Until then, uh, have a good one. Where should I stay, man? Should I book CET? I would. Yeah. To lock it in. I wonder if I'm comped at Total Rewards. You might be. We can all get rooms in three different hotels.